Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. On this episode of Bonus Tracks, I am joined by Donald of Versus the World. Their new album, The Bastards Live Forever, is out on the 25th of May. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, so recently signed with a with a new label. Yeah, new label. So our old label. Um, it was it was uh, called Kung Fu Records. Joe Escalante's label. He's from a band called The Vandals. And he recently, uh, that label got uh, kind of absorbed by like a large record company called Cleopatra. And so that wasn't our label anymore. So we got to kind of make a new record and shop it around for the first time in a long time, which um, can be stressful and really fun at the same time. But we found uh, Stefan that we'd we'd known each other before and he really liked the record and we really liked him. So... It was exciting because we got to find a new home for our for our baby. Excellent. So tell me about uh, The Bastards Live Forever. Um, well, it's it's kind of a it's a long story, but I'll, I won't make it too long. Um, it was like a lot of bands. We we made a record during COVID. Um, <clears throat> this record kind of started before that, though. We, we wrote a few songs for it when we ended our last uh, kind of touring cycle. But like, I don't know, it was, like, it was me and Tony. Tony is a, our guitar player and one of my best friends. And him and I do all, uh, most of the writing. Um, we just didn't feel anything that we were writing. So um, we kind of scrapped the whole thing. And we started during kind of like the, the dangerous part of COVID where people were like doing those Zoom meetings where they were just like drinking all day with their friends over video calls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like where, where you could tell that people were like kind of losing it. So um, we kind of created a bubble where, because we both have kids, where we both only would see each other and each other's families, and we would travel back and forth and started making this record in my home studio, and it was one of the things that saved me uh, from going crazy, and it was the best time of my life, so it was perfect. We wrote a lot of really good songs and had a lot of really good fun and a lot of good time, and that little bubble kind of uh, was redemption for me. So if I was going to make like a versus the world playlist, what what's the vibe on that? Uh, it's kind of it kind of changes like um, 
every record sort of has its own kind of like theme where some are a little heavier, some are a little faster, some are a little brighter. Um, so it's kind of like, a, I guess it'd be a cool playlist because, you know, there's like a couple ballads and layups and then there's just some thrashers. So, I mean, my favorite stuff I like, like Santa Margarita would be like my favorite way to start it. And then um, kind of go into some like bangers and end with something slow, like Angry February. I like, I like nice. making songs that, are, that everything isn't like the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. When do you feel like you're most creative? Like what time of day? Um, I am a, a night owl. I've always been. I've, I've been a musician. I own a bar. Um, I am pretty much like I'm kind of an awful person until like 10 in the morning, till <laughs> maybe 11. <laughs> so I'm pretty good for a good hang after anytime after five o'clock. Um, that, that is when I can sing the best. That is when I feel like it's a decent time to open a bottle of wine. That is when I'm my best me. <laughs> right, before, right before the sun goes down. I love that. How about you? When do you feel the best? You're not a morning person, are you? I, you know, it's funny. I, I actually am a morning person, but much like you, I am an awful person until about 11 o'clock. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. You know, I could tell that you're a morning person because your picture, you, you look uh, you look quite fit. And for <laughs> me, the people, the skinny fit people, the people that you like know that they might own a yoga mat, these are the people that wake up early. I uh, It's only since I've started doing podcasts and specifically <laughs> like this podcast that I've kind of had to become a morning person because a yeah. lot of my interviews are people in like Europe and the the time difference just yeah. absolutely wrecks any kind of sleep schedule. Yeah, I get it. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> so if this uh, if this Zoom kind of turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing, uh, what song from the new record would you open with? Um, I think we have a, a song that's going to be uh, I guess one of, one of the singles, I guess, wh whatever, one of the releases that we're going to put out. It's called uh, A Your Wedding and a Funeral. I think I would do that. That's kind of has like a, uh, it's, it's, it's a bigger song, like where it's, it's more, it's more dynamic. You know what I mean? I think it would lend well for kind of like an acoustic tiny, tiny desk thing. Cause like nice. the fast punk songs that you don't want to hear that on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <clears throat> What advice would you give to the next generation of artists? I gotta say, I don't think that there's any advice I can give the next generation of artists. Because for me, it was, you know, like get in the van, get on tour. Um, you know, I used to open for for any band I could. We got in the van. I think now everything is the landscape is so different. It's so digital and you know anyone from anywhere can make a record from their living room so i don't know i guess i would say i would sound like an old man i'd be like you know in my day we just got in a van and we played shows <laughs> so i could just give the, uh, the the advice from my perspective which was you know as as, as polished as you think you can be on a, on a record make sure that that can translate live and the only way for that to translate live is to do that as many times as you can you know um, so the only way to sound polished in a live setting is to play a, a bunch of live shows. So I would guess just give my advice, just get back in the van, just tour if you can. 
but now yes. things are so different. You can, the more shares you get, the, your band could be a success without playing a single show, you know? So <clears throat> I'm not really sure that mine would be relevant, but I would still come from a nostalgic place of playing shows. I like that. How much uh, personal experience was drawn from for uh, The Bastards Live Forever? It was all personal experience. So the whole record is about, it's a divorce record. Um, uh, my, uh, that kind of, you know, I had a pretty, like a divorce right before COVID. I have two young kids. Uh, it, it was like a, a mirror to myself. I had a dad that uh, wasn't a dad. And so to him, to me, that was like the bastards live forever. This guy will never fucking die. And then seeing like that in a, in a mirror to myself, where it's like, look, I'm the, I, I can't walk away from, from my family type of thing. So it was all personal. It was like a struggle about, you know, having a broken family and, and sort of breaking up a family at the same time. So it's all, it's, it's a divorce record. And those are awful to, to write. And they're awesome to hear. They end up being fucking awesome records. They're just a bummer to write, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> if there was an extra hour in the day, what would you do with it? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're just, you know, I have, I have kids that are seven. Um, I mean, we hang, we, we love, like, I have one that's a morning kid, one that's not. Um, and, you know, because like I said, I, I have a bar and uh, my business is a late business. And anytime that there's an extra hour, I end up doing work or, you know, making sure that the family's cool. But, but like the nights that I'm not at the bar and I'm at home with my kids and I get to go to bed at nine, I, I, I spend my extra hour asleep with my kids. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so if, if I could, that's what I would do coming from the perspective of like uh, a, a father of seven-year-olds. Uh, but let's imagine that I didn't, that I wasn't so drained that I just wanted to sleep. I think, you know, I live in Santa Barbara. Like the things that I don't get to do are like, I don't get to cruise the beach as much as I want to. You know what I mean? Like my favorite thing is taking my dogs and my kids and having wine out on the beach. Like that's what I would do with my extra hour if I wasn't so drained. That's, that's nice. it. Yeah. But sleep is like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Tell me about the moment that you decided you wanted to pursue music. Oh my God. <clears throat> I don't even really know. Um, I was a kid. I know my, my uncle used to play guitar in bands. So I got a guitar through him. My mom always loved music. She was like the, she had me singing and playing piano and guitar. She was the type of woman that like would listen to the radio and she, I would be amazed because she knew every single word to every single song. I always thought that was awesome. Um, and I think, I don't know, when my first show was, that was, I remember seeing Guns N' Roses and Metallica, um, but that really didn't hit it. I think it was when I saw Kid Tested and like Against All Authority. I saw people that were like closer to my age coming out of a tour van and playing rock and roll and getting back in that looked more accessible to me than like a giant tour bus and and like teased hair i don't know i think it was maybe like my introduction to punk was like oh fuck i can do that like that looks amazing and then i just never stopped yeah that's it would have to be punk punk was it it looked more accessible to me than 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 like a rock star attitude or lifestyle What do you want people to get from the bastards live forever? 
Uh, I think it's our best stuff. And I think that if, if there's any message, I, you know, I always think that that's interpreted. Everyone hears a song and they kind of hear it through whatever they're kind of going through. But if someone wanted to get a message that I kind of put into it was like, it's, you, you're only a monster if you let yourself be one. And, and there's love in this world and you can find it and you can have a good, you can have a good time while bad things are happening. You know what I mean? Like you can still there, you can still be positive and bright when, when, when what looks like the world is caving in, like you got this, like it's going to be okay. What, uh, what song on the album do you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? A film soundtrack. I really like Frank Sinatra. I think that it's a good, it's a good like beginning song. I think that it, once the band comes in, it like just kicks the door down like DEA. I think it's radical. I think that I think that is a good kind of soundtrack song because like if the music is kind of simple and and bright enough by itself that like if there wasn't any lyrics and it was just in the background, you would still kind of get the energy. So I think the music tells the story that the lyrics and vocals don't necessarily have to. So that was that'd be a good soundtrack song. So the album, The Bastards Live Forever, is out on May 25th. Uh, where can people get their hands on it? That's going to be everywhere. We're going to, we, we, the record has been done for a while, but we waited for a release so the vinyl would be ready. So there'll be a vinyl pre-order. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on uh, Apple. It'll be on all the normal things. But we waited so that everyone could have vinyl in their hands on release date. So that when we head out on tour, everyone would already be able to be able to sing along. So, yeah, you can find it any, anywhere, anywhere that you <laughs> anywhere that you steal your music. Excellent. And uh, if they wanted to track you down on social media, maybe check out some shows, where would they find all that? Everything's on Instagram. That is the that is the most um, accessible place because Tony and I are on that all the time. So versus the world music is where we're we can. I mean, everything that is posted there is in real time and. Tony and I are usually there to answer any questions or, uh, or give a reaction um, because, you know, I don't think music needs to be that accessible, but I think it's cool if the musician wants it to be in. Me and Tony are in a place where, yeah, we kind of want to be. So yeah, if you, if you want to have any questions or see tour dates or just hit us up, that's the place to do it in real time. Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about uh, the band and the new album. I I got a a preview stream of it, and I absolutely enjoyed it. So so thank you. Thanks, man. I, I, I like to hear that. Where do you live? Where are you out of? Are you? This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.